0: Welcome in to Potty Pod Cinema. I am Dan. With me always is Andy. And uh, oh, Andy, we don't have a ton today, but it's all. There's a lot of meat on the bone. There's a lot of good stuff. High quality, low quantity. Good things. Good things. Good things. Um, <laughs> right off the bat. Yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. So I went and saw it Thursday uh, with a buddy, and then you went and saw it yesterday. I did. So yes. yeah, freshing your mind. Let's talk about it. This was the conclusion to. This is kind of the conclusion to Guardians of the Galaxy's series. I mean, this is. There'll be people that come back, but this is the last one that James Gunn will do. He's now in mm-hmm. uh, running DC, and yep. uh, I tell you what, uh, DC could be better than Marvel here pretty quickly. Well, not pretty quickly. I mean, I mean in the scale of things. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you say in the next decade,
0: mm. like, yeah, like 10 years from now, we
1: might look back and go, you remember when DC overtook Marvel about a couple of years ago? Like, yeah, that was all under the, the tutelage <laughs> and oversight of James Gunn. And, um, I, I, I would love it. I mean, I will, before we go into our little review of Guardians, I mean, I will say I, I tried to step back, get out of the honeymoon phase of, you know, that first yeah. hour as you walk out of the theater. I go, all right, all right. Let's think about it. Let's let's compare it to others. Okay, uh, I don't know that this isn't the best thing Marvel's done. Like, I, I, yeah. I mean, first I was like, well, there's Winter Soldier and Endgame, and then I'm like, but am I remembering Endgame and Winter Soldier a little better than they were compared to the way that this one is? Yeah. Like, The the overall writing and conclusion and storytelling and where the characters left off and realism and not a single wasted line, the dialogue, like. Endgame, I think, was a better feat because there's 63 characters they had to do this with. Mm-hmm. But as far as just like a, a movie, like, I, if this wasn't a comic book movie, this is the first thing Marvel's ever done where I would say, unironically, this should be in conversation for Best Picture this year. Yeah. Like, th- it's that good a movie. Like, uh-huh. it, it won't be because it's a comic book movie, but it should be. Like, this is the first time... Outside of maybe Dark Knight, where I've seen a comic book movie and go, that's that is best picture material. Fight me. <laughs> tell me, tell me it's not. Like it is brilliant. Yeah. It's wrapped up. It's it made the second movie better. Which it was did. Definitely a weaker, don't the, the weaker one of the three. But you see where everything you did in volume two with the characters had a purpose. Yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, this was it was it was masterful. <laughs> watching this one and uh i'll be seeing it again with yeah the but uh like yeah it's in the theater it's uh it's making a lot of money they're saying this is expected to be one of the first marvel movies to make more money the second weekend than the first weekend because of word of mouth yeah uh being so good so yeah, what I mean, you know what I think about it, but
0: <laughs> what do you, what do you think about it? I thought it was excellent. Um, I, I maybe yeah, you're. I don't know. Maybe I've had like the week. I've had like five days to kind of decompress from it. I still loved it. I think it was it was phenomenal. Um, yeah. I thought it was a great way to wrap it up. I think it's the best one since the first one. Maybe and just because the first one was just so original, we didn't know what to expect from it. And honestly, yeah. you and I, when we first heard they were making it, like, who is this dude James Gunn? And they're gonna make it about this team with a talking raccoon and tree. Yeah. like you and I were like what they are brought they in doing?
1: The, the brilliance behind Slither. Yeah <laughs> Yeah,
0: because you hadn't really done anything. He'd done a couple no. horror movies, but hadn't yeah. really done much.
1: Yeah, it was uh yeah, and he, he did Slither with Nathan Fillion and it worked. I mean, I'll give I'll give them credit for this. Marvel somehow knows how to pluck Brilliant directors. Yeah. Out. I mean, Chloe Al was different because she'd already won something, but they've they've done a really good job. Ian Peyton Reed, like you know, finding these guys, the Russos, that have all kinds of promise and going, let's give them this, uh, and and doing a great job with that. And I don't think there's anything better suited for James Gunn in the whole MCU than this, than, than the Guardians. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's like it's like they, these were made to be together
0: yeah yeah um, no this yeah th- it's because it, it's got just enough weirdness for him yeah, and it's got yeah. just enough I like the team like every character is so fleshed out like the, it feels like they could have their own like each character could probably have their own spin-off maybe not mantis but now she's going off on her own to kind of do her thing and I'll be honest at the end I'm like oh I kind of want to know what that's like um like mantis and the abys yeah <laughs> yeah I mean, yeah yeah
1: they could absolutely uh, you know, if they had some Disney Plus series come out about it, I'm like, I'm in. Like, yeah. it, it's not, it's not something I'm clamoring for. But that's the brilliance of James Gunn. It's like any character. I mean, if they made a John Economos <laughs> spinoff from Peacemaker, I'm in. Like, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You just he knows how to make the most mundane and 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 uninteresting characters matter so much. I mean, Groot, man. <laughs> yeah, he says the same line through five movies now. Yeah, if you count the uh, Infinity War and Endgame, or maybe maybe Thor: Love and Thunder, you count and call six. But and yet, he's a very interesting character that you care a lot about. Like uh, it's yeah, it's the fact that he was able to bring in the the animal characters and make you care so much, despite somebody. Posted online that there was like six minutes total of screen time of the animal characters. Yeah, and yet they felt like an enormous part. Yeah, that's crazy. Of it's only series. six minutes. Yeah, he's just there's not a wasted second. Yeah, that he that he spends with those characters and 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 another another thing I read about it just wanted to talk about was somebody was posting on there that uh, they're like I lived through abuse and that was a little dark, but he's like. The depiction of it was insanely accurate and like put me through all the emotions oh wow like the of of the high evolutionary with with the rocket even like holding his hand his head in his hands where you were worried he was going to do something yeah uh, as he's just talking to him and you see that it's going to deform his head over time and i I just all of it was just like god like he knows how to use emotion Mm -hmm. in, in a in a great way and that was like i mean from you and I were like just throwing one-liners back at each other yesterday, but just like the, you know, Drax. You weren't born to be a destroyer. You were born to be a dad. Yeah,
0: yeah, because oh. that's the whole thing. Is his whole his <laughs> oh. whole his whole yeah. drive is the fact that uh, Thanos killed his wife and daughter, and that's mm-hmm. like revenge. yeah, he just yeah, that was his whole thing. And so after that, in the second one, he's just kind of he's found a new family. Um but he still, he wants to be a father. You know, he kind of see it, him try to do little things like that with some of the other characters. But, yeah, I love that. He's going to be like a father to all these new kids that are there. And, I, yeah, that's fantastic. I also loved the Gamora. How are they going to do Gamora? Because James Gunn did not want Gamora to die in Endgame mm-hmm. uh, or Infinity yeah. or whichever one it was. He didn't, and he didn't get any say. The Russo brothers did that. He's like, well, now we've got to pivot. And th- how are you going to end this with the story between quill and gamora and i like the fact that she's like we i bet we were fun like she she understands that yeah there i could see there being something there with the other gamora but she's not that gamora she hasn't been through the the stuff with them the life-changing and all you know all that and then she goes back and she's got the ravagers she has a family she doesn't need the new one because she already has a family so that's her happy ending and so I thought yeah. that was, I thought that was great because she's not under Thanos's. I mean, she had her arc. She, even the, the Gamora type B had her arc where she, mm-hmm. she you know, Absolutely. she's away from Thanos and she has her own family now. I thought that was great.
1: Yeah. She couldn't, she couldn't possibly see anything. I mean, she she starts with growling it at, <laughs> at Nebula and, uh, they growl at each other, which is hilarious. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, she starts from, like, the couldn't possibly see anything, but what are you, like, you you weak <laughs> meatbag, you know? Yeah. To, by the end, you know, seeing him go through the grief and how much he loved and cared for, like, Rocket, and, like, uh, and, and her reluctantly being drugged on the mission th- to the point where she's 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 teaming up, you know what I mean? And she's, she's joining in and a part of it uh, at the end, and then, yeah, like you said, that line of just, like, I bet we were fun. Like, that was just such a big emotional yeah. hit, despite the fact that you're, like, she is a new character like she's mm-hmm. like they make it very clear like i'm not her
2: <laughs> yeah it's not
1: that I. and i love that they say like i didn't forget <laughs> i never had this knowledge yeah. i was never that person you know and uh that that was it's hard to believe that wasn't planned you know what i mean like mm-hmm. you said he pivoted that's yeah writing because it's very hard to believe that wasn't planned from the get-go um and then and then uh just want to mention the uh uh, understanding Groot at the end was just oh, I love that. beautiful yeah because True. now
0: the audience is now part of that family like in the second yeah. one they all understand Groot because they're all part of the family they're all they're all in it and at the very end the audience is now part of the the, the Guardians of the Galaxy family that was perfect
1: yeah I mean like halfway through Gamora <laughs> even just goes. When he says I am Groot, they're like, "Really?" And he fell off and turned it and whatever, whatever. she goes, "Okay, just be honest. You're just making up stuff." At yeah. the <laughs> <laughs> end, yeah. They're like, "Oh god, that was great." Yeah. Because um, yeah, it took me took me a minute to catch on to that. But um, my my overall favorite part of the movie, though, I think was um, the high evolutionaries' um, frustration that Rocket is, is basically smarter than him <laughs> in some ways. Like, he, he's able to solve the thing that, that he couldn't. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and, and he said part of it is what it makes him different from the others is it's not rote memory that's, that's dug into him as a clone or something. It's his ability to have original thought and original design and creations. And he can't figure out what it is that caused that. And I feel like they give you the cue On clue, I should say, and uh, that the high evolutionary exposes him to music and symphonies when he's when he's born, and and he's like, "Do we like this?" He's like, "Yes, we like this."
0: Yeah, (laughs) about the music, and that could be part of it. But like, also when he's putting his hand in the cage to reach them all, everyone else scurries. Where Rocket kind of looks forward, like he's he's he like the camera pushes in, like he's intrigued. He's got a natural curiosity. And that's but why it's he a kind scared of
1: scared face. It's like, a scared he, face, but everyone else is back?
0: everyone else is moving and he's still looking into it. He he's scared but he's curious. And that's kind of I felt like what that's part of it. I mean maybe music is because James Gunn does like a lot of music, it's a driving force in a lot of his movies. But
1: it's 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 a huge and it and, and in rockets throughout the episode.
0: Yeah. Like it
1: like it uh, they, they make a point that like You know, the music that Rocket's listening to from the Zune from the beginning and and how important it is at the end that Peter even goes and gets the Zune for him at the end uh, is that uh, it's music that's almost like rebelling against the high evolutionary because it's stuff that he would have considered not music. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's not uh, symphonic from 5,000 years ago and things like that. So I don't know. I I just thought that was really interesting because a lot of people believe music does open synapses in your brain mm-hmm. and do certain things for you that uh, and including symphonies by the way so it's like oh that's hmm, that, that, that's an interesting part of it like you said especially considering how gun feels about music i mean the whole thing was a concert
0: <laughs> well whenever i hear the distance by cake i immediately start driving faster i don't want to it just immediately happens
1: <laughs> it happens it happens uh, yeah man yeah so overall i mean i, I mean i give it a 10 I can't imagine anything less than a ten for it for me. Yeah, um, I don't know how that could have been improved. Um, and, and volume two was pretty trashed. So the fact that everybody seems to be saying really? such good things about this bodes well. Volume for me, two is trash.
0: I don't remember that. I mean, I enjoyed it. It, it, I, it wasn't it was as good as the first. A little bit, but it yeah. wasn't going to live up to the first one. I thought the second one was fine. It definitely wasn't as good as the first, but it wasn't trash. It was still good.
1: No, no, no. I didn't say it's
0: trash. I said it was trash. Yeah, but, but I am i don't understand yeah. why. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I thought it was... Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, and the that fact that they're... Not only are you ending Guardians of the Galaxy, but you're also introducing a huge character, basically Jesus, in um in the Marvel Universe in Adam Warlock, who... Mm-hmm. I was interested in how they're going to do that with him, and I thought they did a really good job because they didn't like he was in it but like he was such a side character in this uh enough that you mm-hmm, had you got mm-hmm. enough of him that you saw okay this is his power this is what he does but you also got the humanistic part of him that um uh, he was just kind of following his mom he didn't really know, he doesn't really know what he's doing he's a, you know he's a, he's kind of a kid and the he's got all these powers
1: Pull, yeah he pulled him out of the cocoon prematurely yes uh, she says too yes um, so which is part of the reason he's he's not matured yet and uh and, and you see that he made that whole race as well um i just blanked on their names but the gold people yeah um and you mentioned uh re- there's a reviewer uh youtuber who i gotta be honest screen, i think they screen crash. you know their stuff maybe a screen crash. New new or something gods?
0: I don't know. You're Uh, just making noises. I don't know what that is.
1: (laughs) I was just saying new gods or something like that. Uh, Anyway, uh, yeah. So I don't always love their stuff, but this this one was good. And um, he mentions that they kind of down – nerfed is the wrong word, but they kind of downplayed a little bit of Adam Warlock. and made him more of this immature person and not, not the Jesus he was. In the comics, because mm-hmm. they kind of did that with Vision already. Yeah. So they like to the point that he even has the Infinity Stone in his
0: forehead. Uh, in the, the comics, not the, in this. He has the in the in, in the, the comics, comics he has the Soul Stone, but in this he does. He, it's just a gem, I think it's supposed
1: right. to be. I am I meant Vision. Yeah. So Vision had yeah
0: Vision had it in his
1: forehead. Well, so did Warlock. Had, in the comics, well, in
0: the, Warlock had the Soul Stone in his head
1: right and vision didn't that's what i'm saying and this one vision did and this one warlock had a bolt there in his yeah. forehead so it wasn't uh the the infinity stone so that's part of why he's not jesus because he doesn't have that soul stone so he's just going to be more of a you know superman type yeah character and um and i like that though going forward because with gamora and uh uh drax out they need the strong man right and then yeah. uh um, so yeah, I, I think it'll be interesting seeing where that goes. And they gave you a little brief glimpse in the post-credit, mid-credits, of uh, King Groot, which is exciting. Yeah. So I, I, I think my son watched some of the cartoons of Guardians of the Galaxy, and I, he watched all of them. I mean, I think I saw one or two of them, but there was an episode where like Groot goes back to kind of his homeworld. And becomes King Groot. So I'm wondering if they're setting up where in the next movie maybe he goes off, because each Groot is different. Like this Groot is a totally different Groot than the first movie. Yep. Um, It's actually it's like the son of Groot. Yeah. So he could potentially create a new Groot and then go off to be King Groot somewhere.
2: So Uh,
0: uh, also speaking of the the mid credit scene, a huge part was the little girl who is in it, who is Phyla Bell, who is part of the Infinity Watch, which is interesting because Infinity Watch is made up of Gamora. Um, uh, Adam Warlock, Moondragon, and there's one more I'm forgetting. Oh, um she, oh, uh Karen Gillen in this. I forgot her moon, name. Uh yeah, yeah. Uh, Nebula. Uh, Nebula. Yeah. Yeah, Moon Moondragon dead. moon Moondragon's uh, moon
1: dead. in this one. The Moondragon is uh, uh, Drax's daughter. Um so she uh, did
0: in this in this No, one. Uh, I don't think that's right. <laughs> yeah, she's she's uh look it up. But she's uh but she's Moon Dr. Drax. But Drax's daughter dies in the, dies in the comics too. There. Uh, all right, I'm looking. Yeah. It, all right, I'm looking it up. I gotta find because I have to know. Yeah.
1: About. So some say that uh is basically gonna take the place of like uh, Moon Dragon, and that she's gonna be, because you see at the end of Guardians that Drax is basically taking those kids on like the surrogate father to all those kids, and Phyla Vel is one of them. Yeah. Uh, who, by the way, is the girl that's running in the circle in front of High Evolutionary uh, during yeah. that scene. So, uh,
0: Moondragon okay. is Heather Douglas, born in Los Angeles, daughter of Arthur and Yvette Douglas. Okay, different one then, never yeah.
1: mind. Uh, but yeah, your Her way, father's uh, soul
0: was bound into a new body becoming Drax of the Story. Okay,
1: all right, fair enough. Yeah, uh, but, uh, but either way, uh, I don't think that group will be a thing because, uh, well, one more is done "Done," has already said like she's never coming back
2: yeah
1: Uh, she even doesn't want to finish out Avatar but she said she's going to do it because she's contractually obligated but she's like she's done being painted (laughs) (laughs) painted? oh I
0: get that yeah yeah they say it's like five hours but she's not painted in Avatar she's wearing a mocap suit Uh,
1: yeah you know I know but the point being like going through all the yeah I get that uh, Dra-
0: Drax said, or uh, Drax. Um, Dave Patista said the same thing about Drax. He was like, "It's it's a ton. Oh, and poor Karen Gillan. Did you see the thing where uh, she was she was running late for a couples therapy appointment on Zoom, and she showed <laughs> up in full makeup?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's pretty hilarious. Uh, I wish she'd have stayed in character.
0: This yeah, guy, this guy's weak. <laughs> this guy's weak. Oh, and we got uh, Cosmo, which was great because Cosmo is like a big part of the universe uh cosmo is a uh based off of uh, a russian the first animal that were first being that was ever sent into space Laika, uh, by the russians uh, and they send cosmo up who ends up getting telepathy and telekinesis which is interesting. Yeah, voiced by mere maria bakalova who did bakalova. a really good job i can't believe you'd say bad dog <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah i was sent into to russia to uh uh, knowing that I, had, it was a one-way trip and I'd die in a fiery r- wreckage on the way back. And still, this wasn't bad, as you call calling me, bad dog. Yeah. <laughs> that was amazing. Uh, yeah, I mean, a movie about the ethical mistreatment of, of animals. Yeah, it made sense to introduce Cosmo here. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, uh or reintroduce, you know. I love the Howard the Duck was back. I don't know why. I just enjoy it. Yeah, I'll be interested uh, to see
0: if they ever do anything with it.
1: They won't. They won't. I think that's the, like the extent. Yeah. If
0: they were gonna do it, it'd have been
1: it'd have been James Gunn. So um but yeah. So no oh, oh, overall, I mean all the themes are great, the stories wrapped up great for each individual character. I like it's fun for me because like in the in the comics and everything it was a big deal too, that like Rocket was the was the leader yeah not star lord and so at this one he like passes it on like you're the leader now and so he's gonna be the leader of the new guardians which is which is warlock it's uh Kragland, Philovel Groot, and rocket am i missing anyone i, I guess cosmo cosmo well it kind, yeah. kind of it
0: changed it kind of changed a lot like there's a bunch of there's a bunch of different ones and then they would kind of be they were kind of interchangeable yeah I'm talking
1: about the mid-credits scene.
0: Oh, okay.
1: The mid-credits scene—you see the group. Yeah. It's led by. That's led by Rocket. Rocket Raccoon, which he calls himself now that he's found out he officially is a raccoon, and he's uh, he's able to deal with that uh, full circle now. After you know, I'm not a raccoon. Yeah. (laughs) Not a And and everybody's called him different animals throughout the whole series, (laughs) from Fox to, you know, all this stuff. Uh, But yeah. So, no. Beautiful. Can't wait for uh, to see more. They did have an interesting post-post credits of Star Lord at home with his grandfather, and it says Star Lord will return.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Um,
1: so I, I, you know, it could be in a Star Lord Disney Plus series. It could be in a movie. It could be just you know a hint that he could end up in like a like a Kang Dynasty kind of thing. Is as, as yeah. a character that pops up. Could be anything, but I am very interested in in seeing uh,
0: how he's going to be
2: used. Yeah,
1: because uh, it's not going to be by James Gutt. so
0: oh yeah, he's done. Um, um yeah, that, yeah, this was fantastic. I loved. Did you did you see? It was hard to catch a lot of the uh, the cameos too. Some a lot of them were in makeup, but like Linda Cardellini, who is actually Hawkeye's wife. Yeah, as Lila, she's the voice. Um, yeah. Uh, who else there's judy greer was war Pig. um tara strong is mainframe michael rosenbaum is martin x i don't even know who that was again i don't yeah. remember that
1: he's the ice crystal face guy oh
0: i didn't realize that was him i like yeah him. he
1: was everyone from that group was the same actors that did it in the post credits of guardians 2 yeah but but uh Miley cyrus didn't come back to be the, the floating voice robot they got Terra Strong instead.
0: Oh, that's, um, that, that's fine. Uh, and then yeah, no, Jennifer no, no. Holland as Administrator qual. You, you kind of caught yeah, her funny. on there. Nathan Fillion, yeah. this time because he was in the first Guardians of the Galaxy, but he was in so much in the prison scene, but he's in so much like makeup and CGI. Yeah. And then this one, he's just, he's the soldier he's master card. Of... he He
1: was in the posters in the background of part two as the Power Man. Oh, was um, he? I didn't even Wonder catch that. Man, they call Yeah, yeah. As the actor uh, version of him, and then uh, uh, Ratcatcher was in it as the girl that uh, that Star Lord was flirting with in front of Gamora. Oh, uh, for real? Okay. Yeah, oh, the was one funny. he was—he got to give controls to the to the deal uh, yeah. after talking to her in the elevator. Yeah, that's Ratcatcher oh, that's from uh, Peacemaker. Yeah, so he brought a lot of people back. Um, yeah, I cannot wait to see more. Uh, like I said, I I know Drax is done. I'd be interested how they write not showing him uh, if they ever show uh, nowhere again. I love that nowhere has the ability to move now. Did you catch that? I mean, I mean you saw it in well, the they, battle. Yeah, they went. They name. showed up yeah. to the yeah. Yeah, but uh, somebody mentioned that like I think that that thing you told me to watch mentions that the uh, coordinates whenever they show nowhere were different from this movie to the other one, even at the beginning. So it's been moving, uh, uh you know, through space. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I bring that up because that could be interesting if they're ever fighting Galactus, if nowhere shows up as like another, you know, thing to help out, I guess. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. That
1: it has an eyeball like, gun fun. now.
0: But yeah, I, yeah, this one, this was a fantastic movie. I, yeah, I, 9.5 to 10, I, yeah, it'd be somewhere around there. I don't know why it wouldn't be a 10, but I, yeah, I thought it was fantastic. Um, On IMDb, this got, uh, which I thought was criminally low, 8.3, which is a 9.3 in real life. Like, okay. Um, You ready for Rotten Tomatoes? Oh, sure, yeah. All right. I'm going to give you two scores. You let me know critics. You let me know audience. Uh, 95 and 82. Oh, 95's audience. Yeah, 100%. Close to 100 as you can get. Yeah, yeah 100%. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you haven't yet, I, I mean, for us, I always love watching Screen Crushes stuff. He had a bunch of Easter eggs afterwards. I, I just like his videos, so uh, I would say check that out. Oh, and man, we can't leave without talking about how amazing Chuck Woody Wuji was as the high evolutionary. Dude, he could have been, like, mm-hmm. that character felt like he could have been a Thanos-level big bad. like over several series he was that good
1: that yeah i'm glad you said that because that's something i wanted to bring up that i thought was the final and i'm doing air quotes battle couldn't have been more perfect for guardians Mm -hmm. because uh it's the one thing you've seen from star lord from 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 the very beginning is he does not put up with bs he's not listening to you he's ready to attack the second he decides you're bad you're done you know and uh uh i love the fact that you know after they see that gut-wrenching video of what he's done to rocket and they like they can't even watch it do you notice that they immediately go from we don't kill people we're the guardians to kill them all yeah do you notice that line you yeah even see, it looks like Grudy says kill them all yeah and you're like ooh, because they saw what they did to his friend yeah and when they see high evolutionary it's just it's done no, no, he doesn't get a big battle sequence because he's an a-hole,
2: <laughs>
1: as, <laughs> as, as Star-Lord would, call them in, would have called him in the first one. You know, uh, he's an a-hole, so he just gets rocked by all of them. And, and then, of course, the face-off. <laughs> yeah, <it's> the face-off. Because <laughs> they make the jokes about it's going to be a face-off in yeah. the movie, and then, of course, take his face off. Uh, God, yeah, loved it. it. His acting, as usual, w- was amazing. And I... I could see him being General Zod if he wasn't already uh, a big bad, uh, just because I, I I don't see how James Gunn's not going to use him further.
0: Oh, the, I'm, uh, I'm sure he will in the DC universe. Yeah, he's going to want to use him
1: unless the unless problem though. But Andy,
0: yeah, he was already in a DC yeah. universe thing.
1: Yeah, if they, yeah, I, I'm I'm really interested to see how they pull Peacemaker. Like, if they call that its own thing, or if that's going to be part of the DCU, or what, because yeah man
0: he I, could be I, low 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 level enough that i mean he could be you know the trailer park uh champion
1: he could also be some character that has painted skin or or a yeah, mask yeah or a, you know do, uh, uh he could be uh what's his name what's the big bag dark side yeah. Ooh. dark sea.
0: Yeah. Well, I would not be mad at that. All yeah, right, You
1: can pull that off. Let's move right. on because
0: uh, we've, we've got some other stuff to talk about. Next is yeah. Silo. So this just came out on Friday. We got the first two episodes. It's on Apple TV+. Uh, men and women live in a giant silo underground with several regulations which they believe are in place to protect them from the toxic and ruined world on the surface where all the zombies live. I did not realize there were zombies. Uh, this oh, is, I didn't know that either. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I guess we'll find that out. Uh, the creator and showrunner is Graham Yost, also did Justified, Sneaky Pete, real veteran. Um, it's funny because like, it stars, but it's so far there's been two episodes, and I couldn't tell you who the star is. I would say Rashida Jones was in the first one. I would say Rebecca Ferguson and maybe David Aiello in the second one. Uh, yeah, but the cast be- is dynamite. We haven't even met Ian Glenn, who I it says Dr. Pete Nichols, and Rebecca Ferguson is Juliet Nichols. Uh, Will Patton Ferdinand Kingsley who I don't think I know him but has been good in this Tim Robbins we got a quick glimpse of but it says he's in four episodes um, David Aiello of course we got a quick glimpse at Common who is from the Judicial mm-hmm. like the Overlords judicial, yeah. I don't think we've met Rick Gomez uh, yet um, yeah it's this is interesting because it's such a yeah there's yeah. not really a, a star it's just kind of a it's bunch of different be- people
1: it's going to be Rebecca Ferguson just from the book.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: yeah, she's going to be the main. She just I like how they didn't introduce her to the end of the first episode. Yeah. Um, I, I I really it was kind of like Last of Us, and that like okay here it's all going to be about this person, and then boom, let's shift perspective to this other character that you didn't realize was going to be a you know the main character moving forward because uh, it's a good it does it's a good job of setting up this the 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 world before you introduce the character. So I, I I really like that aspect of it. And I I don't know if I'm wanting this to be better than it is or if it's good, and, and I can just tell that it needs a little time to build. But um, so I, far, I like it. I yeah. feel like it can be great. I'm just... Uh, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I mean, I haven't disliked anything. You know what I mean? But I, I guess I haven't got enough of the whole yet. I feel like this is one of those shows that... They really could have benefited from releasing the first three episodes at one time, and letting you get immersed in the world, and then give you the weekly. From that point uh, on, I but, mean, but. just
0: just the way things are going out, I think the first two is a is probably a good way to do it, just because of the cliffhanger you get in the second one. Like I, I don't know. We Laura and I have remind like,
1: me the cliffhanger.
0: It's when she they're in the um, they're in that chamber with the, oh, the drill calls, bit, yeah, yeah and it she's just hanging water. above the water, and you realize like it didn't even. Dawn me at first she goes the water's bad that's you you can't breathe and it just sucks you down like oh that's right these people there's no way they would be able to swim
1: yeah why would they know how to swim yeah 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 absolutely i agree with you i I saw that and i love that that enormous drill that they bury at the bottom i'm like that's exactly what you would do
0: yeah (laughs)
1: you're not going to pull that sucker back out of the (laughs) the earth uh, something that heavy like yeah you just bury it that's that's kind of interesting so So,
0: i i know nothing about this but i want to call my shot on what i think this is about Oh yeah, do it. Uh, so I, what I think is that there, there's like a civilization, like it's uh, we call them the one percent or whatever that lives above ground in this very, you know, very nice life of luxury and everything's pretty and all that. And then these people, they put into the ground and like they tell them that it's that it's dangerous outside because they're producing all the energy, you know, the light and all that. They're doing yes. all the grunt work and they have to keep them down there so they have like this basically it's like a religion um you know this dystopian you can't you know fahrenheit you know 450 what we like or 350 whatever i can't remember what it is but where you can't read well this is you can't have relics of the old world and we've seen one of the things is a pez dispenser so we know this world exists in our world um we also you see the hard drive that has a bunch of data on it so it's i think that's where it's going to end up going uh but i'm intrigued i'm also interested why did rashida jones and david aiello when they w- moved out i think there's poison in the suits in the gas tank i think if someone walked yes, out there sure. with no suit yep. they'd be fine
1: that's exactly what i thought too i thought oh, okay it's releasing it in the suit so yep. as soon as they walk a little and both times they go to clean the camera because they want them to see that it looks beautiful outside yeah um there's green grass trees birds flying all that like uh so yeah they they want everybody to see what they see and that's why they're trying to clean it off because you always wonder because they say like they always clean why yeah. do they always clean you know and they even say like we can't make you we just you know we'd appreciate it despite you saying f you to the society and leaving yeah <laughs> if you'd clean it you know and uh so yeah that's that's been interesting and then uh, even breeding, uh the part about breeding docile people. Yeah. Like they don't, they don't want uh, uh, that other per, uh, people that ask Japanese questions character to breed. Yeah. yeah. I, was like, I was like, Oh man. Yeah. I, I think you're, I think your shot's correct. I think, I think I, I dead on agree. I think the world is totally fine. It was just lacking energy and they have a human hamster wheel underground. Uh, yeah. Creating, creating their power. And yeah, I think that might be exactly what it is. And there might, and you might find out there's,
0: Hundreds of silos uh, around the place. Ooh, I, I think yeah, that's a good call. I think you might be yeah. right about that.
1: Yeah, I think that's I think that's where they're going to go, and they've been doing it for
0: thousands of years.
1: So, the uprising that we keep hearing about—I uh, don't know how far that goes. Was it uprising of people trying to all leave, and and the people from outside coming and stopping it, or because they deleted everything, you know? Yeah. Or or was it? Uh, just you know, about ba- an, an internal civil war battle, because uh, it seems it seems like they couldn't stop an uprising. Like the mayor's even like, so it's you and me. <laughs> like if, like if everybody from underneath decides time yeah. decide for an uprising, it's just you and me. She says to the sheriff, like. Well, but like, we also but, have yeah. the
0: judicial that can come in, and we've seen right. that common with those menacing soon. other looking two guys. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, no. we'll we'll talk about this more once we get some more episodes. Yeah, but, uh, but I so far, so far I'm like I can't wait.
0: For, yeah, I'm can't wait for the next episode. I'm very intrigued. Friday, yeah. Um. All right. The next one, Bubkiss, um, follows Pete Davidson's life, combining grounded storytelling with some absurd elements from the worldview for which Davidson is well known. Um, the trailer looked pretty interesting. Um, I don't know. It's got a good Pete Davidson. I like Edie Falco i like joe pesci and that's cool you haven't seen him anything in a while it's also got brad garrett and ray romano at some point this first i've only seen one episode um and it's got brad garrett joe pesci Edie falco the beginning is is funny of course it's going to be very juvenile because that's just kind of like that's pete davidson style uh did you
1: say who's the showrunner like is this a big a big show
0: um, like, like someone big did this? Or? I don't think so. Creators, Pete Davidson, Judah Miller, David Sir- Cyrus? I don't know any of those names. Judah Miller.
1: I can't believe they pulled Ah, uh, Judah Miller Trotashi.
0: did Crashing, King of Staten Island. Yeah, I mean, King of Staten Island was another with him. I liked Crashing, Vice Principals, American Dad, King of the Hill. So he's been in some stuff. Alright.
1: It just seems like uh, it's pretty impressive the crew they pulled for, for a Pete Davidson
0: show. Do well, <laughs> you know what I
1: mean? Like,
0: Yeah. Well, I mean... Joe Pesci kind of just shows up and as Joe pesci it feels like it it feels like he's just like he plays his grandpa and it feels like he's just kind of a Joe pesci. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, but what else do you want? <laughs> I mean, well, it's funny because we just happened to watch My Cousin Vinny this weekend when we were on the couch. Oh, no. And oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, no. That's still, a, that's still a great movie. Yeah. For you. We watched... Uh, Lauren's friend was in town, so we were running around doing a bunch of stuff this weekend, and then, we, yeah, we were on the couch Sunday just watching. We watched uh, My Cousin Vinny and Little Giants, and no regrets. Both were still solid. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, he acts in that. He acts in... I mean, he plays kind of the same character, huh?
1: (laughs) Whatever you want, Leo gets. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lethal Weapon (laughs) three.
0: Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It started off as like, oh, this could be funny, and it had I had a few chuckles, and it had some moments, and then the end, I was like, oh, that got a little ridiculous. Um, Uh, Okay. But I think you might like it because it's very similar to something from another show that I thought was ridiculous that you thought was hilarious. So, which. Which show? I'm not telling you. You have to watch this. Yeah, (laughs)
1: Never mind (laughs) that. But, like,
0: Bobby Cannavale plays his uncle, Tommy. Steve Buscemi is his father, Matt.
1: God, that's a hell of a crew. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I mean, there are, like, one or two episodes here and there. But, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's got some things. So, I don't know. I might watch another one, but it certainly isn't going to be the top of my list. Um, gotcha. It's got a 7.3 on IMDb. I think all the episodes it's are out. Horrible. There's, there's eight episodes. No, it's an 8.3 in the real world, so that's pretty yeah. good. I don't know why I'm just... And then uh, there's some funny parts, because he plays Pete Davidson, and like right off the beginning, he's like Googling himself, and it's like butthole eyes, and like, it's all these terrible things. I mean, it's got a 75% from critics and a 90% from audience. It's on Peacock. Okay. Everything is out. I might continue because it felt like it might have had potential because some of the jokes were pretty funny. Um, yeah. But some of it, I don't know. Some of it just seems kind of lazy. like there's one scene where uh, Pete Davidson goes to meet with his, you know, Joe Pesci, his, his grandpa in a diner and he's got one kind of facial hair thing going on. Then the next scene is them in the park talking and he's got a different facial hair and then the next scene, he's got the same facial hair from uh, from the diner. And he just kind of continues from there. So, yeah. So, it's... I don't Like, it feels like... I mean, I've also heard Joe Pesci's tough to work with. So, he probably just showed up on, on stage. He's like, I'm going to do this. I'm like, yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah. Enough. I don't know. I might give it more. But it's... Uh, the first one was... Meh. So, but yeah, man, there's a ton <laughs> of people in it. Um... I think I kind of. It also hurt because I also recently watched two episodes of this other show called The Other Two. Uh, season three just came out. He just came out. I was about to, and the cast looked good. The the, uh, the trailer looked good. Um, so it's an yeah. aspiring actor and his sister Brooke, a former professional dancer, try to find their places in the world while wrestling with their feelings about their 13-year-old brother Chase's sudden rise to internet fame. Um, it's funny I, I, how you've seen, I think you said you'd started the third episode.
1: Yes. And I don't want to give anything away, but you need to watch it now.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, I can't, I have to wait till Lord. I can't watch it without her. Cause we, oh, we like, we were both into this one. Um, the cast is dynamite. Helena Yorkoi, I don't really know, plays the daughter, Brooke Dubeck. Um, Drew Tarver, who I don't know, but looks familiar, plays Carrie Dubek. Their mother is played by Molly Shannon. Um, and their 13-year-old brother is like a Justin Bieber type and is becoming and famous. Cast. Y- yeah. The kid who plays him? Oh, yeah. yeah I've never seen like him before, a, but yeah. he looks like a Bieber. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, And Ken Marino.
0: Ugh. Ken Marino is the agent streeter. He's is so good. fantastic. Yeah, I love me some Ken Marino. Uh, Brandon Scott Jones, who we know from Ghosts, um, works with uh, Drew at the restaurant. Um, Josh Segaro, who's quickly becoming one of our famous. He's Giorgio... And Big Door prize. Dig Big Door Prize plays Brooke, the uh, the daughter's ex boyfriend. And she goes we haven't had, we not have sex in a, you guys didn't have sex for a year. That's because he couldn't stop dabbing. <laughs> and he works at Lady Foot Locker. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is yeah. Uh, I, it's got a lot of good stuff and I love Richard Kind plays kind of the the terrible agent for Drew. Um Wanda Sykes is in it uh, yeah, at some yeah, point, yeah. apparently.
1: Episode three. Yeah,
0: yeah, Oh, she's in episode three? Okay. There's a bunch. There, there's cameos
1: that aren't even cameos. You'll see what I'm talking about next episode, because we'll laugh about it. But Yeah. Um, oh, it was, yeah. It, the the third, third episode went a long way for me uh, in this show. And, uh, I, I, I mean, it's funny, but it just also, I don't know. It just all starts clicking. You know what I mean? It's kind of disjointed a little bit, yeah. but it's still funny. And now it's like starting to click, and uh, I don't know. I thoroughly enjoyed it, but yeah, Lance, played by Josh Gadreau, just phenomenal. <laughs> he's just he's just such a lovable idiot. He is a lovable idiot. <laughs> like, yeah. Everything is. He's a lovable idiot. Uh, even even in uh, She-Hulk, he plays a character that's that's dumb but loyal. And not in it <laughs> much,
2: but yeah. And,
1: and not dumb, but you know what I mean. Like yeah. he's still, I don't know. He just as. I'd look to him. So yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. I very, very much like a lot of the characters in this, uh, or yeah, the characters in it, and uh, yeah, I'll be watching more for sure. Uh, didn't expect it. Didn't see this one coming at all.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I know. I was surprised by this. I, I yeah. I don't. I, I think we was just kind of looking at stuff that was coming out for you know coming attractions last week, and I came across this, and like season three is coming. I was like, oh man, I haven't even heard of it and then watch the trailers like oh god this is kind of this is kind of great i'll
1: tell you a, a, a part that went a long way for me that could where it could have been cringy and dumb is if the mom just only cared about her her successful son yes but, yeah, she, but loved, she actually yeah. cares about her other kids too Yeah. Like she's showing up for them when she can and you know and and all that stuff and and uh yeah that that goes a long way because molly i really like molly Shannon as a person and actress but it's funny there a lot of times when i see molly shannon in something I'm like eh.
0: <laughs> yeah because they give her like over the top stuff Some. yes a lot. exactly and
1: she wasn't too over the top in this she's, yeah she's she's funny and eccentric for but i mean you know she's raising uh i mean who wouldn't be if you were raising beaver? <laughs> yeah and suddenly thrust into all this uh, money and fame and everything you know uh, who wouldn't be so yeah no it, it's it's been really solid
0: yeah, so this is, uh, the, the writer, the head writer and creator is Chris Kelly, who is the head writer for Saturday Night Live, um, oh, from 2011 okay. to 2020, uh, wrote a bunch oh, of wow. stuff for Broad City, um, yeah, and, you know, I guess came out of Upright Citizens Brigade because he wrote some stuff there, which is, uh, people don't know, started by Amy Poehler and quite a few people you'd actually kind of find out, but, um... Yeah, this is interesting. I'm looking at some of the other the other writers, but he wrote, for, he direct, he directed a bunch of them too. Wrote 24 episodes, directed 14. That's impressive. So yeah, this one's one that I definitely. I'm glad I kind of stumbled on this. I'm enjoying it a lot. Some of the lines are just so solid. Yeah, yeah. Chase dreams. Yeah, they
1: journey. are. They yeah. Are. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I was to say I'm looking forward to more. So we'll uh, we'll talk about it uh, in depth going forward.
0: Yeah. Uh, next is Succession. Oh my God, Andy this is such a good season. Succession. It's, it's such a good season. So it really is. What episode was this? Uh, Tailgate Party, episode seven of ten. So we only get three episodes left to wrap everything up. This is. Tailgate Party got a 9.3 on IMDb, which is great because it was, for the most part, kind of a bottle episode. It all kind of happens in uh, Shiv and Tom's apartment. And uh, hoping to work the angles, Kendall and Roman asked Shiv to invite a campaign insider to Logan's pre-election day party. So, Roman and Kendall are still... They think they're big shots. They all the, Their whole... The only job after Logan died was, look, the sale is already in place with Mattson, uh, played by Alexander Skarsgård. You guys just are the interims to see it through and then we can all go our separate ways, get very rich, and be done with this. Uh, and mm-hmm. they're like, that's fine, but we'll have two people at the helm, but Shiv, you can't. You, don't really ha- you, know, you can't be one of them. You don't really have any uh, experience. But she seems like she's the most depth at, at running this. And now they've kind of... They want all this respect without earning it. And they want people to res- you know to see them as they saw his- their father but they're not mm-hmm. him. they don't have the acumen they're too fragile and so they just kind of they keep messing things up. One is Kindle pumps up the uh, predicted numbers for that lifestyle plus um, to mm-hmm. try and you know make the-, the evaluation of the company seem higher so they can sell it for a bigger number. So they can give you, like, everyone can be like, oh, way to go. You are, you know, you're, you're your father's son, all that, and Roman.
1: Well, no, no. Mm-hmm. They 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 want to pump up the evaluation of Lifestyle Plus so they make Royco worth more mm-hmm. to the point that Madison can't afford to buy it.
0: Right? Uh, that's true. That's so right. That's you're the right.
1: U- that's the ultimate goal is yeah. they want Madison to back out of the deal by going, nope, that, would that that's too high a number now. We can no longer afford. Because it. Because he they, made
0: fun of them, and hurt their feelings.
1: Yeah, yeah. They they want to they want to have to themselves. What's interesting is that yeah, it, it appears to all that like the numbers were totally inflated at first, and then he does a really good job selling it, and that might actually be the evaluation now. Um, whereas like we find out in this episode, Madison's numbers only make sense if there's another India. <laughs> uh because madison has apparently been inflating his numbers as his, well yeah um,
0: subscription numbers
1: subscriptions yeah so yeah. uh,
0: what's it called go um, it's gojo it's like a gojo, netflix gojo. or whatever you yeah. know any kind of streaming service
1: exactly yeah yeah, yeah. so he's like he's like he's like how many subscribers different he's like you know if there were two indians yeah would make sense.
0: <laughs> and they're like oh man <laughs> which is interesting because so, shiv is kind of she realized early on that Roman and Kendall were kind of pushing her. They're like, no, no, you're going to be involved in this. You're going to be in this. And then they're making all these moves. Not, yeah. They've kind of pushed her out and kind of leaving her there. So she's, she's kind of just waiting on these two imbeciles to kind of do things right. So she's not, per, not at first, not purposely, but she's kind of got a backdoor to Madsen. And now she's kind of aligned herself to Madsen because she's like, Oh, he, this is, you know, I've got to, I got a future with this guy. He said he can give me a, a big role because I've done all these things for him. Now she's finding out about these subscription India numbers. So the problem is, yeah. Matt's saying if we if we make this purchase. Which then is fraud, by the way. Do what?
1: Which is straight up fraud, by the oh, way. Oh, 100%. It's even worse than what, what Kendall was doing was like jacking with the evaluations, but he was asking the guy, like, can this work though like can we justify it if we have to even if you know what i mean it's still like, it's still a type
0: it. of fraud but it's it, less it is but so
1: he was keeping it within the realm of plausibility like yeah. they were trying to make sure whereas this one is like no this is straight up yep. illegal i mean and they know it and they're not reporting it yeah and and i would argue that shiv shiv jumped on board with madison immediately i mean like when they were in uh, switzerland or whatever they went uh uh, for that retreat like she immediately jumps on board with him like she she even tells him how to she's like if if you want to make sure this deal goes through and they and they spike it uh you know my brothers she's like you give a higher dollar to and go go around them yeah and that's exactly what he does and he gets it he even calls Shibs like send me a picture of their faces yeah and she's like, okay
0: and she does it she seemed and, like she was kind of playing both sides at that time and that was a little bit yeah. more of a personal to mess with them because they were excluding her
1: well I think, yeah, she was pissed that she knew exactly what was going to happen when they said it's going to be the two of us, but really it's the three of us. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to cut me out the second you can, and they do. Like, within the, the very first time they meet from that point forward, yeah. they're like, meeting without Shiv, telling Shiv what happened, we don't have time for you, you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, not, not like as overtly rude as that, but blowing her off completely. Um, so I, I think all three of them have like, I think what's interesting and almost tragic about it is that the three of them together have the strengths to be as good or better than but they also have individual weaknesses and they refuse to play each other to each other's strengths because they have so much pride that they end up exploiting all their
0: weaknesses instead well that was kind of the point that Logan did is he I think he saw that the three of them together were more powerful than they could have done it and so he constantly pitted them against each other
1: yeah, yeah, and uh, oh man, and the one and Tom, man, poor Tom, <laughs> poor Tom. This episode yeah. was rough on on Tom. I mean, he's also not a great guy. No, he's
0: but... he yeah he he wanted the. I mean Shiv was kind of right that he wanted the money and he was you know marrying her for Dina a bit, but he did love her. I mean, he did love her, and he, she he was loves her. yeah yeah she was
1: yeah he he a truly scorpion. does love her. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's truly hurt. When things happen, but yeah, I mean, he kind—I of, hate to say it—but like, he kind of started it with the scorpion thing. Like, yeah, like that was dumb. Yeah, but because uh, they were—they seemed to be on the right track. I know, I was kind of rooting for him Yeah, right. Like you're—you're you're rooting for all of them to grow up a bit and get their shit together. But yeah. you know, that's not what's gonna
0: happen. You're just so <laughs> desperate for any glimmer of hope that you're kind of rooting for yeah. the smallest thing. That people
1: can grow. Yeah. <laughs> But will they do it in time and probably not
0: <laughs> yeah i think
1: they'll show like a fast forward of them like after the finale like 15 years from now being broke or whatever and like I-, I don't think they will but i'm really interested to see what happens i think at least one of them goes to jail
0: yeah i could see that but,
1: uh we-, we got two episodes left correct? three
0: we got three episodes left three. yeah i'll be interested to see what happens and we still have the story of connor who is running for president uh, the Republican yeah. side, um, not doing great. They need him to bow out so all those points can go to their, the Republican candidate they want to. And uh, he's like, all right, I'll do it for you know, I want to, you know, he wants, yeah, an ambassadorship, to like, they're trying to give him Somalia at first. <laughs> he's like, no, no. And they've kind uh, of yeah, came to an agreement o- on Oman, but, like, that's not great, yeah, you know, really yeah. he's like, yeah, is it a poor man's Saudi Arabia or a rich man's Yemen? Well, either way, not great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm going
1: to back my, back door my way into Europe somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like,
0: they're like, you're not getting a place with nukes. He's like, well, I'm a little, yeah, he's like, I, I want or Slovakia.
1: No, yeah. I don't want the slowest.
0: <laughs> I don't want the slowest. Yeah. So yeah, it's. I'll be honest. I have no idea where this is going to end. Um, it's very intriguing. It's such a good show, and it's. I hope Connor is the powerful one. <laughs> oh my god. Because
1: you wouldn't see it coming. You know, if if he's the dumb, but he'd waste nepoten- it. Neptunistum guy that yeah it just ends up somehow becoming like vice president or something you know it just makes sense because that's what happens in the real world yeah Either someone undeserving ends up with it
0: well it's funny because lauren and i were talking when we were watching this this is uh, obviously based off of like rupert murdoch and his family uh, they own fox news which is supposed to be like an atn and um th- you know that family is having the children's struggles right now and there's rumors of like R- murdoch being like pretty horrendous to his kids uh yeah He's 92, Rupert Murdoch. So it's going to be interesting when this is... I mean, that's got to be coming up soon. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens with all that.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's
0: very true. Yeah. Uh, all right, Andy. You put on here, Fired on Mars. It's a Mars original. Mars original. Max original. Uh, Jeff Cooper has to reinvent... Kind re- of. Okay. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. So Jeff, was Jeff Cooper was a movie in 2016.
0: Okay, oh, oh, hold on a second. Jeff Cooper has to reinvent himself after being fired from his position in the space startup, Mars... L Y, with no chance to return to Earth, he has to find again meaning in a dangerous alien but familiar corporate landscape.
1: Yeah, he he's he's an our artist on Mars. His job is creating, uh, using fonts and creating labels and <laughs> like just a really mundane, stupid corporate job. And uh, yeah, he gets he gets fired, uh, and they're like, but we can't afford to send you to Earth, so hang out, hang tight. (laughs) And, uh, yeah. And then like one of the constant threats is they have one pod where they can like, uh, cryo people or like, you know, make them sleep. And so they like, in one of the episodes they make him sleep for like they're threatening forever till it's time to go back. And he's got a girlfriend back at home who's like maybe like flirting with somebody and all this stuff. So it has all this potential to be really funny it just never lands. Yeah. Right? Like it just doesn't. Like just so much potential and then nope. <laughs> Which I kind of think is Luke Wilson's career. But <laughs> just so he's, much potential. Yeah, he's got some uh, he's
0: got some really great and then he's stuff. And Star Girl. Star Girl. I don't even remember Star Girl. He was no, in Old School do. though. Royal Tenenbaums. That's
1: the CW show, Star Girl.
0: is he really? For the last couple of years, yeah. Yikes. Uh, yeah, he's not in yeah. a lot of stuff, is he?
1: Yeah, no, he's he's been not doing a lot of things. But uh, but anyway, yeah, it just it just fell flat. So yeah, there was a movie in 2016. Uh, it might have been short or something, but people really liked it. HBO's like this, this has, this is right for comedy. Let's do this. Let's just make it. Let's get the right people, and they got everybody correct except the writers. Because <laughs> uh, I even like the animation style. I mean, like it all fits perfectly. Um, it's just that, yeah, the uh, the writing just the comedic portion of the writing is not great. So
2: it's right. I was upset.
1: I was really hoping I found some Diamond in the Rough kind of you know what I mean, kind of unexpected fun thing. But yeah, it, it uh, didn't work out. All
0: right, that's a shame. Uh, I tell you what, it is working out. Big door prize. I have no idea where this is going to end, but I'm very excited. It Looks like it already got picked up for a season two. Um, I don't know how I feel about that The finale, so the two part finale um, Deerfest Deer Deerfest came out yesterday I have not seen that But I saw Izzy I saw the Izzy episode uh, Which I enjoyed very much I, I love how they have it like, about each episode uh, About each character This one about Izzy Played by Crystal Fox Who is uh, Cass's mom in this Also the mayor And it's interesting if you haven't seen, it, I don't want to give too much away, but it's interesting because it feels like there's this growth in this character, and then at the end you realize, oh no, she's just a horrific, horrific person. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's it's and Deerfest is the first one that's not about a specific person.
0: Yeah, uh, it follows just the whole crew,
1: you know, everybody now. Uh, I don't know how I feel about a season two. Like I kind of want it to have a really amazing, satisfying ending, and this is it, but. Obviously not. It's not going to happen. Um, I just hope it's not a cliffhanger. I hope we get some resolution. Yeah. Even if it's a twist and it's wrong in season two, we find out like you know what I mean. Like like we think we find out what the box is, right? Like yeah. even even if it turns out to be wrong in season two, like I, I hope we get something, some kind of closure ish. Uh, yeah, along the lines. Now there's something great that happens in Deer Fest Part One, so obviously I won't tell, say anything about it, but. um yeah, so there's there's one cool thing that's happening, and it's uh, I kind of wish again that they'd release these together, but because uh, it just kind of ends. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I cannot wait to see to see episode two. And the, I need to look at the showrunners are and the writing is because I mean this, this has just been a really fun and unexpected show.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I it's know. Still it's really so hard original. to describe. Yeah, yeah, I still don't know how to explain it to people. Yeah. Well, what's interesting is in the Izzy one because we we're always kind of wondering, like, what's with this machine? Uh, no one knows when it, you know, when it showed up or anything like that. And everyone, you put in your social security and you do your your fingerprints, and it gives you the thing. But what they found out is you can put you can put in the wrong social security and put your face on there instead of your hands, and it still gives you the same output, which I thought was interesting. The yeah, same, but life what I was potential. For
1: you to see yeah. Last week when we were talking about it, you're like, "What is it?" And I'm like, "Well, now we know." Because my, my immediate thought, of course, and I think they wanted that, was, "Oh, well, it's they're just stealing your social security information." Yeah. Because <laughs> you're having to put in your social security number and your fingerprints. So yeah. Like, oh, it's a scam, but it doesn't seem that way. If like you said you're going to put your forehead on it and it knows who you are.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm interested I'm very intrigued by this show. Yeah, it's two episodes left. I'll watch that one tonight and probably some more of the other two because that's just a good show uh, oh and ted lasso uh yeah no, i no. haven't watched the one it just came out it last night i didn't get a chance i know it's, i'm sure it's it's been a lot better lately um it kind of started off in a hard lull at the beginning uh actually it was like a middle lull that was like it just wasn't the same I think um, they
1: just they really wanted to show how truly in a bad place that was
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: and I, I think it could have been done in one episode instead of three, but...
0: <laughs> yeah, the Keeley you know. story I felt like could have been tighter, too. Yeah, like that, that was a bit much, too. Yeah, I, so I'm interested to see what happens there, um, just to see where she goes from here. It just seemed like an odd... It seemed like an odd diversion for her. I, you know, I, I know you've already seen the new episode, um, but I feel like it looks like she might be going back to Jamie, kind of where she... You know, it's not a not a, like back to where she started because both characters have grown so much, but they've kind of grown back around to each other. I still don't understand why her and Roy didn't work out. That I never understood why they they broke up. That didn't really make sense to me. But we'll see.
1: I'll say nothing. Okay. <laughs> All
0: right. Say nothing. Uh, this one's called La Locker Room uh, Off Follies. So uh, Colin and Isaac's friendship is tested. Roy's asked to do a press conference. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm hoping they're not putting too much on that about Isaac being mad that he's gay. I mean, I like, maybe if he's, he's like, you kept a secret from me, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch this one. I Believe, the problem Dan. is when, when they come out, the problem is they come out, they came out last night. I I, I already had a backlog from this weekend just because we had like uh, a friend's house party Then we had a birthday party and, uh, there's a baby shower and then. You know, we still and we had uh, guests in town, so I just got such a backlog. So we started knocking things out Monday and Tuesday, and then I forgot. Big door prize and Ted Lasso came out, but I did see Barry. You did see what Barry? Good for you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's an interesting one. So we, it's called Tricky Legacies. Was the last episode we saw. Um, it's roughly ten years after Barry's escape. Barry and Sally struggle with their new identity. Um, Barry's trying to be this wholesome dad, but they're out in the middle of nowhere. Um, their kid's not allowed to to play or see anybody, and he just teaches them at home from his laptop. But he's like, "Oh, I," you know, he goes on like YouTube and finds all these things out about people, and like, it, you don't know if you know what some of it's like. You don't know what he's kind of teaching them, and then they go to yeah. Sunday mass on their laptop. Um, Sally Reed's wearing a wig. She works at a diner. She's drunk all the time, like just sad, and just goes back and watches, uh, I can't remember the character's name, but Darcy Carden's like this new, this huge star now, and we've got this huge show, and she's like just watches it and binge drinks wine.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's been so good, and and I was really curious, you and I both, at the end of the last episode, it's like, are they showing us a random flash forward? to what's happening, uh, showing us a possibility of what could happen, or is this like, are we here now? Like, are we now in the future and this is all, and it appears we're in the future now. Yeah. So, uh, I think they say eight years have gone by at one point.
0: Yeah. Something um, like that.
1: Yeah. And, um, and now Kusino is going to come out and, uh, and a lot and help the writers, write and make a, a tell-all movie yeah. about barry berkman um, yeah which is where we get the very end scene of him seeing this and go go because he's keeping his son and everybody from knowing who he is yeah and saying uh looks like i have to kill kusenow
0: yeah <laughs> uh, man and you see and, that it, it and at first yeah. you're like it seems like he's calmed down he even says yeah i used to get mad a lot i really worked on my anger and you know he's he's this good i mean sally reed is definitely checked out but barry's like trying to be this good dad and then they hear what's kids just doing um i don't know. they call it different stuff in different places but it's a ding dong ditch where they ring the doorbell and run and he just stands out in the field with a gun all night and doesn't move you're like oh no he's still the same he's still the same barry yeah Yeah. and now he's gonna go after cousineau
1: because he's basically going
0: after his legacy where his son will find out about yeah so, yeah, it's uh, it's dark. Yeah. Oh, man, I cannot wait, because we got... How many episodes do we have left? This was the fifth episode. We only got three more left.
1: Do you think that we find out that Kusino's son's still alive, or do you think he's
0: definitely dead? I... Oh, man, I don't know. I don't know. I hope he's alive, because that Because that would could be suck.
1: why Kusino's so angry and he's going to tell us... Yeah. Tell all... Because they say something like, Who's Snow has been thought to be dead for the last eight years. Yeah. So I think he's been living on that farm of Noho Hanks, maybe. <laughs> Somehow, no, I don't know. Remember where they send uh, the Raven?
0: Oh yeah. Oh, uh, like yeah, on the border of Mexico or something. You think he's been living there?
1: Yeah. Well, no, that was in that was back in their home, their home country. That was uh, Serbia or whatever.
0: Oh yeah, one of the slows. <laughs> one of the slows. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so yeah, I I think. Uh, i i wonder if because you know hank is back in with them right uh and and, and the leader hank is but Kusano. Where...
0: i don't know how Kusuno would have gotten there
1: yeah i don't remember how they know each other other than the fact that they both have the equal hatred for for Barry.
0: yeah um uh, so maybe
1: somehow you know i don't know maybe somehow that happened but uh yeah i they're they're gonna take tie hank back in here somehow and i think since it's been eight years hank's gonna
0: be like the kingpin yeah i do too and, and really, like right yeah and i think he's gonna be like and like a dark dark kingpin because they killed cristobal everything is taken from him
1: he's loveless yeah. yeah he has yeah, no bodies i agree
0: he's got no bodies
1: anymore yeah. no bodies at all yeah that's uh oh god man i can't wait to see how this ends but like I'm also simultaneously crushed this ending. But but this feels like the right time to do it. Like, yeah. this is the right amount, not too much, you know. Because um, it could go off the rails if they tried to do more. And uh, so far, I just got to say, like, I, I haven't mentioned this before, but I can't wait to see what, Barry, what uh, <laughs> Bill Hader uh, directs next.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can't wait to see anything he does. But we're going to get Succession and Barry ending around the same time. And that is going to be... That's going to be one of those where you're just like... Oh, be hard to take. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that is everything we have for this week for What You're Watching. Uh, we're going to try to have a news and trailers and coming attractions for you later this week. Um, if you're interested in football, we started our divisional roundups last week. We're going to continue those. If Check us out on Potty Pod Football. Until next time, catchphrase. Witty retort.